I'm Tom Plant with my uh, lovely, talented, sparkling, uh, multifaceted co-host Kat Ellis and our executive producer Gaya Norville. I'm not real. I want my sparkling wine. I didn't have my sparkling wine, but I'm saying I'm not sparkling because I went for a full body massage today for one hour. Mm. And so I'm kind of relaxed. I needed to be more relaxed, but I'm relaxed. But the wine's helping. Good. uh, let's, Let's talk about the wine just for a second. We are drinking a wine called Woodlands Clementine 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon from the Margaret River area of Australia. And uh, I think it's, uh, I don't think of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon when I think of Australia, but they are producing some beautiful wines uh, aside from Shiraz, which is what they're uh, prominently known for. And uh, what do you think, Kat? Pretty tasty, huh? Oh, I love it. It's it's really good. I tell you that we really need to start our show off with some sparkling wine. First. I agree. And let's, uh, we'll we're, we're going to take Christmas off, which is a week from today. Can you believe it? One week from today is Christmas. So we're not going to do a live show. We're going to be celebrating with uh, friends and family. But uh, we will certainly be ready to la- launch it into full gear 2023. We are going to have such a marvelous 2023. Yes, we are. So... Seven days till Christmas. Are you ready, Cat Ellis? Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gaya? No, absolutely okay. not. I'm still get, finishing up my Sassy Mamas. I have one <laughs> last uh, vendor uh, show this Tuesday at Lorimar from 5 to 8 o'clock. This will be your, well, your last chance, almost last chance to get Sassy Mamas before Christmas. People are buying them for gifts for their neighbors and baskets putting together baskets. So if you don't catch me Tuesday at Lorimar, you can email me, call me, get a hold of me and, and pick up, deliver locally. She's not that hard to find. You can certainly oh, find her on Facebook. Sassy Mamas, Cat Ellis. Yeah, well, you can of... find me, on, especially right now, because I'm posting a lot. I just had a new grandson. Yes, you did. Congratulations, Mama Last Kat. Thursday, number six grandson. Wow. No girls, all boys. Carter, is that Carter Carter James. Carter, I love the name Carter and James for his uncle Jimmy, who passed away last year, family name. So he was born 8 pounds, 13 ounces. So we're... Wow. Beautiful boy. I've seen the pictures. He is gorgeous. I haven't yet to meet him in person, but I'm planning on doing that in the next few days. Wonderful. Well, should we? Uh, what a show we have! Uh, starting with Paul and bon, uh, Paul and Merrill Bonarigo from Messina Hoff Winery in Texas, we had a visit with Debbie Weens. Uh, we have a great visit with Jackie Bertoni. Oh, and Jackie Bertoni is such a cool person. Oh. I love him to pieces, and I'm really. We talked about when we did our interview with him about going over and sitting on his patio and. Having wine and you smoking cigars, and not we're me. Do that. I don't know. Do you smoke cigars, Gaya? Cigars? Oh yes. <laughs> I can't no. do that. But anyway, I think it'd be a great show to go sit over there and we'll have a leisure, you know, leisurely afternoon with Jackie uh, and Cappy for Tony. And he has uh, extended that invitation, and we are certainly going to accept. Definitely going to do that. So let's go on to uh, Messina Huff. Paul and Merrill and I go back how many years now, Paul? Well, let's see. Our first episode was uh, <laughs> 11, I think, 2011. 
and that was in Umbria, Italy. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. The the International Wine Tourism Conference and uh, absolutely yes, with, with uh, our our very dear uh, friend who runs that thing, uh, Anthony. Yes, Anthony. Yes, and, and Jethro. And, uh, Oh my, how could we ever forget that? It snowed all over the place in places that normally don't snow. Hey, Paul, speaking of Umbria, I just opened a bottle of the Estate Sagrantino. Excellent, excellent. What a, what a lovely wine. We're uh, very excited about that. It, um, it, we're we're uh, blending the 2021 um, I guess next week. Uh, we've been uh, working on it, and it's uh, uh, fabulous. Uh, you know, we, we put out the 19, and uh, it turned out great. And now we're trying to make it at least as good uh, in the 21. We did not have a crop uh, in 20. We wound up with uh, 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 a bit of hail uh, on the property. Yeah, that's uh, you just never know what Mother Nature is going to throw at you. And uh, we have the 2018 open, and it's just drinking magnificently. Ah, super, super. It, uh, we're very excited about Sacramento, and uh, we're getting uh, more growers in Texas uh, interested in planting it. And uh, when they do, they find that it's one of the best varietals that they, uh, they have in their vineyard. Now, I know that you and I, when we were uh, in Italy, it was the first time either one of us had tasted Sagrantino, and you brought some cuttings back with you, didn't you? Well, no. I, I, well, I, I, no, not, not technically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I brought a couple of sticks. But uh, the exciting episode was the fact that, you know, I, when I was in the military, I attended UC Davis, and so I knew that they were the... Uh, you know, the, the location where all wood is cleaned up in terms of viruses and other stuff like that. So when I got home, I contacted Davis. That, it's their depository. And uh, I said, I'm interested in Sacramento. And they said, oh, we're, we're well, what a coincidence, because we got a bunch of wood from some place in Italy. They don't even know where they got it. And, uh, and, uh, uh, it was it was primitivo. They the the wood the wood was listed as primitivo. They cleaned it up, they DNA tested it, and discovered it was not primitivo. It was Sagrantino. Ah. and so that's how it got to the United States. Because uh, when we went back the first time to uh, with with wines that we had finished, uh, and I guess it was 2014. They were very angry. The um, uh, the Umbrians were very angry that we were making a Sagrantino because they did not believe that any wood had gotten out of the country. Sacrilege. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, we went there to be friendly and share. And uh, it was like, uh, uh, that wasn't such a great idea. Bring <laughs> for them to taste. Uh, but since then... Uh, you know, we discovered that uh, there was a dentist in uh, around Paso Robles. Mo Mowbray. Um, Mowbray? Mo Mo 
Mobley, Mosby. Mosley, Mosley, okay. Uh, and, and he passed the, uh, he passed away, but uh, he actually did steal some wood and propagated them. Uh, and he, I guess he started making uh, Sagrantino maybe in, uh, maybe 2005, maybe. Okay. It's a very hardy vine, isn't it? Very much so. Very much so. And, uh, and then when we were in uh, Porto uh, this year, when we took our river cruise uh, on Ama River Cruise, uh, we met someone who told us that Australia had 18 wineries producing Sagrantino. I'll so be, I'll be it's starting to get around. Wow. Well, it's a wonderful grape. And I, I should backtrack. We're uh, talking with uh, Paul and Meryl Bonarigo, who many moons ago started Messina Hoff Winery in Bryan, Texas. And uh, I know the story, but why don't you tell uh, how you came up with the name Messina Hoff, Paul? Okay. Um, I'm going to share that with you. Okay? Yeah, Meryl is the historian. Uh, I'm, not that I don't know the story. I was there. But, <laughs> uh, but she tells it very nicely. So we're going to let her tell the story. So the, the name Messina Hoff comes from our family heritages. Paul's family is from Messina, Sicily, and my family was from Holt, Germany. And when we first married, we moved out into the country. We bought some land, and we named that land Messinahoff. That was long before we talked about having a vineyard. But then Paul had a patient who was a graduate student at A&M working on his dissertation in great feasibility in Texas. Ron Perry was his name, and Ron and Paul started talking about the, the purchase of the land and, you know, our hopes to plant something, and Ron suggested that we plant an experimental vineyard, which we did. We yeah, because at the time, there were only two Texas wineries. Mm -hmm. Now we have almost 800. Wow. That was in 1977. And there was a TV show on at the time, wasn't there? Oh, Roots. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Roots. Well, that, that, that's kind of one of the reasons that inspired us to name the place based upon our roots. Yes. Well, I've had the good privilege to visit you at least, I think it's been three times, hasn't it? I believe so. And you now have uh, not only the original winery in Bryan, Texas, but you're in Hill Country, you're in uh, Grapevine, or Grapevine, excuse me, and uh, Harvest Green, which is just outside of Houston, correct? Absolutely, yes. And, uh, uh, you know, the wineries are doing extremely well. Uh, you know, Texans, 95% uh, of all Texas wine is actually consumed uh, within Texas because Texans are very loyal to our, our Texas brand, and uh, it's exciting to see that. Uh, and Fredericksburg has turned into a, uh, a major uh, wine tourism area. Uh, when we moved out there in 2011, uh, there were two of us, and now there's 187 wineries within probably about 15 miles oh, of, my our, goodness. Uh, of our winery. I'm stunned. It's amazing. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that there's probably uh, 
oh, maybe uh, 20 buses that run uh, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going from winery to winery. And uh, it's really become a major destination. Incredible, because I was there 11 years ago, and I, I saw. I, I, I think I actually visited Hill Country before I met you two, so uh, I remember when it was little. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's amazing, huh? uh, and uh, uh, some, you know, great uh, operations too. So uh, it's been fun to see, you know, how how that's changed. Uh, Austin, you know, is such a, a, a viable city and it's only about an hour and 15 minute drive from Austin and it's even less from San Antonio so uh, they get a lot of uh, uh, traffic are they keeping Austin weird always <laughs> absolutely always yeah I am uh, proud to uh, consider myself an ambassador for Texas wines because uh, I'm sure you you understand that uh, if I mention Texas wine, I get kind of a, a scoff or a snicker, and, and then I pour a little in the glass, and they go, oh, my God. So I proudly represent Texas wine. Well, you, so you, you've been such a great friend to, uh, you know, to promote and, uh, and educate people about Texas wines. And, you know, there's a real uh, uh, close uh, relationship between uh, Texas and especially Temecula, because uh, Enrique, Dr. Enrique Farrow, uh, did a lot of the early consulting uh, of Texas uh, uh, wineries, uh, and he is uh, in Temecula. Yes. And, uh, and then uh, Don Brady uh, was uh, in Texas for, oh, 25 years, and, uh, and now he's in uh, Paso Robles. And then uh, John um, McPherson. McPherson. Yes. Uh, you know, Kim is uh, his brother, and Kim is one of Texas's finest winemakers. And uh, and now uh, he, uh, I guess, uh, the McPherson uh, group has a, I think it's called Carter Country. Yes. And they have Texas winery uh, in the Hill Country. So, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see uh, Californians coming to Texas and Texans moving to California. So it's a, you know, it's a, a, a fun relationship. Well, I wanted to, to just uh, pause for a moment and I want to read your mission statement. Messina Hoff is a family owned business based on the three cornerstones of family, tradition and romance. We are dedicated to producing premium Texas wines that people love. Our passion is to share these wines through the experiences of exceptional hospitality, food, and customer service in order to bring people into our family and inspire them to share them with their own. And having experienced the Messina Hoff experience and, and your slogan of join the family, uh, every word of that rings true. And I'm just so honored to be your friends and to be a part of that. Well, thank you. Uh, and, and we really strongly believe that we have a great opportunity, uh, you know, to be ambassadors of Texas wine. I think uh, uh, the other day, uh, one of our wine writers in Texas uh, uh, named us the Johnny Appleseed of Texas wine. <laughs> what an honor. So we've been, uh, I think we've presented uh, Messina Hop to 34 countries. Wow. Well, so uh, it's, been, it's been fun, and uh, and it's exciting to see the industry blossom. 
I have monopolized this conversation and I want to give Kat and Gay a, a chance to pipe in and uh, ask their two cents worth. Kat? Well, I just wanted to say I've been watching your videos on YouTube and really enjoying them. You guys are having too much fun making those videos. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, we really do enjoy doing those, and and every single one of those is a one take. Uh, we do not rehearse; we just <laughs> wing it. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> us. <laughs> well, I saw the one where the airplanes were flying over, and you were talking oh. about that. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, this last one we did, you know, we've done the last two with our Santa uh, hats on, Santa, <laughs> Santa. And, and people have really, uh, really enjoyed them. And, uh, you know, it, we, we do it very spontaneously. And, uh, you know, Meryl plays the straight uh, person, and I get to goof around. Oh, no. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and Kat was especially intrigued uh, by your mustard uh, pairing video because she makes artisan boutique mustards. Ah, yeah. Oh my goodness, and it, it, so many different styles. Oh yeah, I've got, I, uh, I'm now doing a whole series of Dijon. Uh, they've all been uh, pretty much whole grain uh, mustards. I don't do any of the, the creamy ones, but I switched over to a Dijon style. In fact, I just made a new one. It's a five pepper one I brought up here for Tom to oh, try. Good. Gia, did you have a question? Oh, well, no, I was just going to mention that I'm really proud of you guys for going out there and winging it and doing uh, doing your show or, or all of your entertainment on your on your business uh, right off the cuff because I'm hearing more and more from the the, the YouTube and the, and the people who are really watching out there that they just really want to see this natural, right off the cuff, uh, not rehearsed uh, show. So I think you guys are going in the right direction. And if this wine is amazing. I, I'm having such a good time educated. here. Yes, they're teaching me. Well, and you know, the thing that we've tried to do, uh, you know, we have the Vineyard District because we've developed now two uh, subdivisions, and we have encouraged our uh, the owners of the lots that have put in houses uh, to put in vineyards, and we're starting to see them do that. And then we give them some guidance on what types of uh, of uh, plants to plant so that they have success. Uh, and one of the things that we really in enjoy is the gardening aspect of it, and and we really enjoyed. Uh, uh, planting mustard and and making the mustard because mm. that was the first experience we ever had, uh, and Meryl did a super job making mustard. Of, of course, and it, I think you know it's so fun to talk about what you can actually grow and harvest right in your own backyard, and then how that plays into your, you know, your your uh, food and your wine pairings. It just all goes together so neatly, and more and more people are trying to get back to that farm-to-table kind of concept. Right. And, and we've been very lucky this, uh, this fall <clears throat> because we had one day that it hit 32 degrees and it only stayed like that for maybe about an hour. So <laughs> we still have eggplants and tomatoes that are producing. So uh, In December, uh, wow. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve is actually going to be our first real cold snap. We're supposed to go down to 26. Woof. 
I, I know we could go on for a couple more hours, which we don't have, but uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, get your herb, your dried herb blend, Meryl, and it's just, you, you're such a wizard in the kitchen. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. And I want to toot your horn before we go. Under his leadership as winemaker, Messina Hoff first won top all-around winery at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo in 2004. In 2013, he was honored with the John Crosby Lifetime Achievement Award from the Texan Wine and Grape Growers Association. Paul has served as chairman of the Texas Wine Industry Development Advisory Committee under three agriculture commissioners and fulfilled three terms as president of the TWGGA organization. He has also been named as the Supreme Master Knight of the Vine in the Brotherhood of the Knights of the Vine and the Van de Professionnel. My goodness. Wow. Well, it, it's been fun. 45 years of really having a great time. You know, our philosophy is that, you know, you only have one life and you may as well enjoy it. And we really love the wine business and uh, all the people that we've met, especially our association. You know, Tom, we've had such good times Haven't together. We? And, and we're not uh, done we yet. We have many more. <laughs> um, so I encourage our listeners to come out to Texas uh, definitely visit Messina Hoff, and you've got places for them to stay, don't you? Yeah, well, we have an 11-room inn uh, here in Bryan, Texas, where Texas A&M University is, uh, and uh, and we have uh, four cottages in the Hill Country, and uh, so uh, and they're they're lovely cottages. They're uh, you know it's deer country, so we we see deer in the backyard, and fortunately we have. Uh, our vineyard is all deer fence, so we don't have them in the in the vineyard. But we get to watch them in the backyard, so they're it's it's nice to uh, enjoy the countryside out there. And here in Bryan, you know, the villa was was uh, completed in uh, 1998, and it's just a beautiful facility. It's uh, and we have a great innkeeper in Jean. Uh, yes, been with us for 15 years, she's amazing. I love Jean. And uh, people can visit MessinaHoff.com, correct? Oh, absolutely, yes. And, uh, and, and we really enjoy, uh, you know, receiving questions from people and wanting them to, uh, to know as much as possible about the Texas wine industry because it's, uh, it, it's very dynamic and it's growing very rapidly. And, and, you know, the thing that's amazing is the fact that, uh, you know, we're, we're doing so many new varietals. I mean, that's the thing that's been amazing. Uh, you know, our son, Paul, has really gotten into Italian varietals. So mm. he's he's really spearheading the uh, charge into Italian varietals. Well, here's to us getting together again next year, my friend. You're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines now, because we've added the, the third spoke of the wheel. Tom Plant with Cat Ellis. And a few hiccups there. We're fine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting, you know, we had a couple of years off. This little bug went around for a while and kind of everything ground to a halt. That little thing called, was co- it COVID? COVID. <laughs> but we're back, uh, back in the saddle. Uh, it's kind of like learning to ride a bike again. Isn't and we, it? But we got Gaya here and she keeps Our us in order. Our executive producer. Yes, she did. Well, she's she got tries. that whip out. And... She tries. We're, 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 we're old and hard, hard to train again. We're... We are. <laughs> I think you're doing fine. <laughs> so that was I. I love the Messina Hop and the wines and to, and talking with Paul and Merrill. You introduced me to their wines a few years ago, 
and the wines are, are truly exceptional. Truly, they truly are. I've never been disappointed with any of the wines that you have brought out for them. And and again, they are in Texas, so I really want to do a road trip. I need a road trip. Well, we will fly into Texas, and uh, Paul and Merrill. Oh, will let's drive. Pick us up. The, <laughs> sure, we'll pick us up at the airport and whisk us off to the uh, Messina Hof Villa. There's a fabulous restaurant there. A great tasting room. I'm sure and, uh, Gaya could get away too, couldn't you? Always. And I'm always ready for a road trip. You'll get to meet uh, the friends that I've met over the years. Uh, there's one couple that uh, has been to Temecula twice, and they make sure that they reach out to me and let me know that they're they're coming. And we always last time we had a, a great lunch with their daughter at uh, Wilson Creek, and uh, so I have some nice Texas connections, and I'm I'm blessed. I have friends that just recently moved to uh, Texas. I have to get a hold of them. You know, Sunny Almond. Yes, of course. I didn't Sunny, Sunny, my friend Sunny, yeah. Sunny. She just moved there um, not too long ago. And also Kim Howe. Cool. And so we'll have to get a hold of them. We could have a party. We could have a... Let's have a party. A, a Calitex party. Okay. So, Gaya, what about... Uh, you know, I still am in shock that uh, Christmas is one week from today. One week. Oh, gosh. A bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, stop. the Christmas commercials aren't even getting you in the mood. No, not yet. Maybe when I get through with the last uh, vendor market, I've been so busy trying to, I mean, and I got to say, I got to thank everybody who has supported me, supported Sassy Mamas and come out to these markets and have, have bought, they've been buying Christmas gifts, not just for themselves. And also to uh, Sandy Holland. Yes. She's done some fabulous uh, embroidery for me on, uh, on hand towels. They're beautiful. And they're selling. You sold out. Yeah, I've got two more left. Good. The Sass, uh, Sassy AF sold Friday night. And I told you, I had to ask somebody what the AF meant. And As <clears throat> as fudge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice. Uh, good. Well. But they are beautiful. They're gray with this beautiful yellow uh, embroidery on there. Sandy does amazing work. So let's, you know, this time of year, um, it's fun to see what uh, advertisers come out with and uh, commercials on TV, and we can start with some of the classics, Gaya. Well, who doesn't recognize the Hershey's Chocolate Kisses bells jingling, we wish you a Merry Christmas? That It's, it's kind of in the background, but you realize that, that this, these, little, these little chocolate kisses are singing jingle bells, or we wish you a Merry Christmas. It never gets old. <laughs> to me, anyway. Well, the Campbell's soup snowman looking for something like something to keep warm and then melts. He <laughs> doesn't forget that. And how about the Folgers commercial, where Peter arrives home to a blissful Christmas snow, uh, to place the presents under the tree and proceeds to make a pot of coffee for the whole family. <laughs> oh, it's just such a heartwarming commercial. What a sweetheart. Now, we have the newest one. We have the newest one that came out, I guess, new. We say new now. I think it came out in something like 2017. But uh, it was the Apple, uh, Frankie's Holiday, where Frankenstein preps his phone and puts on Home for the Holidays <laughs> on his phone and then plays it and performs it for the villagers who all join in. It was a fantastic commercial. Aww. Somehow I've missed that. I'm, I know you started to show it to me on YouTube, and uh, we ran out of time trying to get the uh, show on the road. But uh, I'm, when I get home, I'm going to definitely uh, 
dial that in on YouTube because it, what I saw looked fabulous. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm a, in the bah humbug mood right at this moment. And I don't know if you saw my little comic I put up on, on Facebook with the two snowmen facing each other. And one is a, a robber. And he's got the little mask on and, you know, the little stripes. And he's holding a hairdryer, <laughs> holding up the other snowman. <laughs> I missed that one. That's I missed cute. that one, too. How did I miss that? I try to catch all your stuff. Yeah, that's one of them. So. Well, let's talk about our next guest. What can we say about Debbie Weens? Uh, she's just a sweetheart. Uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't love her. I know. She's uh, so busy with the wine ranch uh, in Old Town Marietta. And she's on the board of the Art Council for Marietta. And they've got some, some activity going up there with our friend Cy Rathburn. Yes, yes. And she's got her poodles. And her poodles. So shall we go right into our yeah, interview with Debbie? Hello. Hi, Debbie. It's Tom Plant. How are you? Hi, Mr. Plant. I'm <laughs> doing what up? Oh. And, and I'm here, too. This is Kat. Yeah, I figured you both would jump on after I talked to Gia yesterday. And Gia's right here, too. I'm right here. I'm, we're so excited. We're all curious as to where you're at uh, in Tennessee. <laughs> oh, um, I'm just outside of Nashville. Ah. How's the weather? Um, It's been mild. It's a little rainy and overcast, but today it was sunny and um a little bit chillier, but still not Midwestern temperatures. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been uh, chilly, and we've had a little bit of rain out here in, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, I saw that. It's been going on there, so it's always welcome in SoCal, right? Yeah, absolutely. We just finished uh -huh. a, we just finished a nice visit with Paul and Meryl Bonarigo. They own a winery in Texas called Messina Hoff. They were the fourth or fifth winery to open in the state there did you know there are almost 800 wineries in texas now that's crazy i knew that is it fredericksburg is that the right place where it's kind of the heart of it it's called hill country yes fredericksburg is right in the heart of hill country yeah yeah so um some good friends of ours moved to texas and have already started going and and they're they're um, pretty big wine aficionados, and they're like, we're impressed. You and Doug definitely need to visit if you haven't already. Yeah, we do. That's for sure. We, we've got family and um, several sets of good friends that live there now. For so, sure, for sure. For, for sure, for sure. And, and Kat and I have known you for a number of years. I wanted just to, before I turn it over to Kat for a minute, wanted to share one of my favorite stories uh, of, of visits with winemakers. And it was when I first met Doug. And I said, <laughs> I said, Doug, how did you get started making wine? He said, well, it was in college. And he said, I took some Welch's grape juice and I added some Fleischmann's yeast. He said, it turned into wine, but it had a nose like bacon or no, a nose like, uh, um, now I'm, I'm losing it. But he said, it tasted like crap. <laughs> <laughs> but he's come a long way since then. Yeah. He definitely has. He definitely has. In fact, um, I haven't been drinking while I'm here this week, but my son opened uh, an Orange Coast 2019 mm. in, and, oh, I tell you what, I took one little sip of it, and it just tasted like butter just melted in my mouth. There you go. Oh, oh. Doug is producing some great wines. Your Orange Coast wines are just fabulous. 
Well, yeah, and you know, um, because they sat there for a couple years while he was closed, um, that Peter, who owned it briefly, um, so now we have all this delicious older wine there. So good. I I remember now, he said it had a nose like hot dogs. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I remember. (laughs) I think you told me that story, but one time. (laughs) I never heard that story, but he's full of them, I guess. He's got different ones for different people. He's full of something. <laughs> well, he's definitely a hardworking guy, and, you know, for his own wife to say that, I I think that says a lot about him. So tell me about the wine ranch. What gave you the idea to open up a restaurant with, with your wines? Well, before we... Um, turned over Orange Coast for a a hot minute to Peter Swanson. Uh, We were doing a lot of small bites there. I don't know if you remember or not. Yes, Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, we did um, paninis and gourmet cheese platters and flatbreads and, you know, and then we kind of branched into um, like some hummus and things like that. And it was all really good. It just, you know, it complemented the wine so nicely, and it was easy to do. We had a, a team of teenagers back in our little makeshift kitchen area. Um, and so it was actually, well, we had uh, the realtor, Wayne, that, and help me, is it Gia? How do you pronounce your name? It's Gaya. Gaya, okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure because, you know, there's like the Carmen Gia and then. (laughs) (laughs) You can't imagine. Gia, I guess we have a mutual friend with Wayne Furlong. Yes, um, he loves you. He spoke so highly of you and he could not say enough bubbly, great things about everything from your personality to just how amazing you were. It was a wonderful, a wonderful opening. (laughs) Oh, well, that's very sweet of him. So so he was the one that, um, he had sold us a house former, formerly, and um, and then a few years later, he came to Doug, and he says, I got this great property down in Old Town Marietta, and you need to come and take a look at it. And so fast forward, Doug got into some talks with the city of Marietta, and at the time, there was a guy there named Bruce, and he was so wonderful and encouraging and just really convinced us that he has already um, permitted to be a, a, ta- um, a restaurant. So, you know, it'd be so easy for you guys to just come in and start the restaurant and do your winery along with it, and we can get it get it through and we thought you know because we had done the small bites at orange coast um we thought okay this is the next uh step you know in in the progression of things and um it's been it's been quite a journey it wasn't quite that little simple next step (laughs) it never is um, it's been a, a great learning curve for us and um you know we we've withstood COVID was extreme times 
and um, you know we withstood the just the usual first few years of a restaurant being open and we feel like at this point as we head into our fifth year that we've just really hit our stride and we've got a lot of great things the future looks bright we've got to wear shades got to throw in that love it well, Kat and I are big, big fans of the wine ranch, as you know, and uh, I'm way overdue for a visit. So I'll put that uh, on my list of things to do in the immediate future. Yes, you should, because um, I and I know, Tom, you two are so busy. You're always chatting around and, and I love looking and seeing all the different places that you've done. It reminds me of the days when I was involved with that group and doing some wine writing and um it's it's a lot of fun the travel and the wine and um so i'm always interested in seeing where you are and what you're trying and it's a lot of fun so we understand you're busy but come by and we've got music three times a week terrific so friday saturdays and then sunday afternoon we we've just been very consistent with it and you know, we feel like that that's the way to build a, a program like what we want to do and bring the arts and the music to the downtown Marietta area. Well, that was the big thing Wayne was telling me about. He said, she isn't just uh, incredible with food and wine. She She's the entertainment she provides and she's so into it. She enjoys it so much. And there was this, this feeling of you loving what you do and it just showed everything you did with um, the, the love and the music and the food and the whole the whole the whole package was so amazing to him that i i just i can't wait to jump on the train and go check it out <laughs> yes yes well um so a little bit about me i actually i have um a bfa in theater and um so I, I have a huge interest in the arts and a passion for that as well as, you know. Yeah, that's Doug. where we connect. Debbie, of course, you're uh, you're quite a presence on Facebook. Do you have an Instagram? Um, yes, we do. Wine Ranch and Orange Coast. I finally, um, because I I do the, the Instagram and the Facebook with, uh, with all my heart and soul, like I do everything, and when we reacquired Orange Coast um, about a year ago, I just found that it was a little too um, all-encompassing. So we have a couple of great young people who are running it for us right now. Um, in fact, they both started with us years ago. Uh, one of them was still in high school when she started working for us. Wow. And now um, our GM and our wine club, director down there so um i asked them to take over the orange coast social media so they do that for the most part but i still do 100 percent um the wine ranch ig and facebook good for you and uh, it's a lot of work isn't it debbie as as i well know oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and debbie yes, it you is. rescue you do rescues uh poodles your standard poodles Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have five standard poodles right now, and more than half of them are rescued. So Wonderful. We have three that are um, rescue adoptees, um, 
and we just, you know, we love them to pieces too. And, um, and then recently we got into the chicken business. So we've got, and then we find out later on that there, he, Doug got me seven and six of them are white silkies and that they're really mostly just for pets. <laughs> they're, they're not real egg layers. So we, we have to, Keep, keep getting more chickens, I guess, if we want to actually get any eggs, because these little hens haven't laid yet for me. Wow. Well, you know, Debbie, we need to contact my friend over, my friend Ed over at Orange Coast Magazine, and and have them do a big article on on Orange Coast, because I I think it would be just perfect because of the two names of the the magazine and your facility. Uh, I think it might be interesting to let more of the uh, South Orange County people. Now, know a little bit more about you, so I would love to call to call Ed and have them come down and do an article on you. Oh, we would love that. Wouldn't that be great? You know, we're, we're actually starting to, um, we, we have to renovate in order for us to go back to our full glory where, where we were about three years ago. And um, so we're still waiting for city permits and all of that, but it's going to just be incredible and when we had it a few years ago, for four years in a row, we were voted the number one winery and wine bar in the OC. I four love years it. in a row. Well That's deserved. wonderful. Well, yes, well deserved indeed. Debbie, thank you so much. Kat, did you have anything more for Debbie before we no, let I'm her go? No, I was thinking we did a show there, our, radio, our cords and vines there at Orange Coast a few years ago. Yeah. What fun we had. What a oh, blast. Was, we, we, we had, had live music, music going. And we all danced. What was that? I said, and we were all dancing. Yes. Oh, it yeah, dancing. And we had Sean Roberts there and Joe. Yeah. And it was a Such fun, a great fun time. We'll have to do that again. Uh, I would love it. We we would love it down there, I think. Um, and, and we just can't wait to get it back up and, and going and... Um, you know, get all the permits that we need and um, that will allow us to reopen. Again, like I said, we're open now a few days a week, but we're kind of limited um, by the city until we can get all of the, the remodel done. And so we're just praying that that comes through any day now and we can get started on that. And the plans are amazing. Mm. Oh, great. So, Let's plan yeah. for next yes. year then. And Absolutely. Please give Doug our best and, and a merry, merry Christmas to you both. Season greetings. Happy New Year. We are back. You're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines. We are back. Your hair's all messed up. Oh, God. I'm glad we're not on uh, video. <laughs> Kat's just back from her massage appointment. We all feel so sorry for you. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just... I'm just so relaxed. So, what do we what do we have going next? <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Talk about being relaxed. I think Gaya has something. Hmm. Well, we were just talking a little bit about how to spend more time with your family over the holidays rather than straight into the kitchen and staying there the whole time. So, uh, they were saying start your menu by compiling easy recipes that don't require... Um, a lot of ingredients, complicated prep or long cook time. Uh, it's great to prepare dishes early like broccoli and cheese casseroles or sa savory potato bake. Uh, 
Same approach to your main dishes. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. Slow cookers are great. Do you know what my best friend in the kitchen is? A slow cooker? Uh, Well, it's it's called an instant pot. You can saute. You can pressure cook. You can uh, use it as a crock pot. You can, there's like, and it's so easy. It's one pan. And yesterday I made this incredible vegetable soup. And I used some of the Messinahoff Vineyard District herbs. Ooh. Uh, You're going to taste this soup, Kat. And uh, in less than an hour, I had uh, six quarts of, of incredible vegetable soup. I, well, you know, on uh, Thanksgiving, I used my Ninja Foodie, mm-hmm. same That's what thing. I have. Yeah, and um, I did mashed potatoes in probably about twenty minutes or something like that. It was incredible. I didn't have to sit there and cook, and the sweet potatoes. Yeah, everything. Easy. I need. I'm, I almost think if I'm going to do this all the time, I need a second one so I could do it all, you know, simultaneously mm-hmm. instead of one at a time. But I tell you, that is fabulous now. And while things are cooking, you've got family time and family activities? Yeah. Well, the other thing is I just put the family room right next to the kitchen and everybody there, and I can talk to them while I'm in the kitchen. Right. And well, throw spitballs at them and stuff, you know. <laughs> well, while you're in the kitchen, there's a lot of events that uh, people could do that the family could share scavenger hunts and put things all over the house. And in California, of course, the yard and... Uh, they could even write up clue cards. You got cat laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scavenger hunt. That's a daily thing around there. <laughs> With three grand boys, it's a scavenger hunt is a is a must around here. I'm sorry. I just ah, it, I think you're right it just on got it. me funny. <laughs> There's always the classic deck of cards, go fish, poker, rummy. We will probably not be building snowmen. No, not in <laughs> California. Especially not this year. It's supposed to be something like 75 to 77 degrees. Yeah. Do you know, before I moved out here, I lived in um, Redondo Beach. And I wanted it to be so much of a, a, a cool Christmas that I wore my Christmas sweater. And I... It was probably about 80 degrees. The one Christmas, it was so hot. I kept saying, no, I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. And I finally said, okay, enough. I put shorts on. The forecast calls for 77 degrees on Christmas Day. Oh, my gosh. I'm sick of the cold already. All I want to do is get under a blanket. Well, so. this coming July, you're going to be saying, oh, I wish mm-hmm. it was cold again. Yeah, yes, this is true. So we've Fair got weather. a lot of uh, a lot of show left so i think we need to probably start moving into our next guest well i think gay had some really good points there oh i'm sorry i made fun of some of those well you (laughs) you hit her funny bone (laughs) well it's because i'm getting relaxed i'm more relaxed now okay so we are going to my favorite person Uh, uh, he's amazing jackie bertoni i love jackie and cappy his wife cappy they are two of the most adorable couples ever. Um, if you ever get to spend some time with the two of them, you will just feel the love and the energy coming from them both. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk with Cappy. They were, both of them have COVID right now, but Jackie is gracious enough to still talk with us. Cappy was resting. And I do want to talk about with Cappy, um, she has her own little business going too. We have to talk with her some more about that. So shall we go on? Yeah, let's uh, get into our visit with Jackie Bertoni. Okay, well, first off, before we go right into that, I'm going to play Brian Wilson. Okay, because that is... uh, Because that's Jackie. Yeah. Jackie has performed with Brian Wilson and Wilson Phillips. I mean... And where do you hear him tell about 
the, the forthcoming stories. Brian Wilson oh. album, his last album. He's got a couple of special guests. Yes. So we're going to go into Brian Wilson, uh, Cry. This is featuring Jackie Bertoni on percussion. And then we'll go right into Jackie's uh, lengthy, it's it's so informative, there was no way that we could cut this down, uh, interview. And then right after Jackie, we'll go into Henry Capono, which also has Jackie performing with Henry. And I, I have met Henry, and the two of them together are just incredible. Henry is such a wonderful person. So, all right, you ready for this? my heart, you touched my soul, when I heard you crying, you broke my heart, broke it in two, how could I have left you alone, a silly quarrel, that's what we had. And that said her crying You broke my heart Broke it in two How could I have left you alone Like that to cry
I am so pleased and excited to introduce to the world, I don't think I need to do any introduction, everybody knows who Jackie Bertoni is, world famous percussionist, I, I mean, I look at your bio of everybody that you have performed with, and we don't have enough airtime <laughs> to talk about it. You're Grammy Award winning. You're you're you've got so many awards. I've been to your studio. It's just absolutely incredible. Everything that you have done and accomplished. How do you do it? <laughs> you know, Kat, I, you know, like I said before, you know, there's no mystery that you and I are like brother and sister. We've known each other for years. And, uh, you know, my whole career um, was brought forth from people paying it forward to me. And, you know, I learned that good things come uh, to those who help others. So I felt it my duty uh, to pay it forward to the younger set out there. Uh, the bottom line is I'm just a hired grunt. I'm a musician <laughs> that's had a beautiful career. And I will continue to have, you know, a, a beautiful career as long as God gives me that, uh, the breath to do so. And uh, I'm just very, very grateful of everything that's uh, that's happened. Um, you, I, I, out of all those people, I know you love uh, playing, performing with Henry Capono, and I'm so grateful for the, the times that you asked me to come out and shoot photos for the two of you playing. It was just absolutely wonderful seeing you. I miss Henry. I haven't seen him now in a couple of years, but who else besides Henry have been some of your totally fa favorite people, I know the Beach Boys were good. You you performed with Wilson Phillips. Who well, else do you really love to perform with? Let me give you uh, to you a little bit of sneak peek of what's going on here mm -hmm. uh, right after the first of the year. Um, the aforementioned Brian Wilson is uh, like a big brother to me. I've been working with the Beach Boys since the, uh, the late 80s. Wow. And, of course, with all my relationships with Wilson Phillips, uh, been very, very blessed. Well... Um, I was just contracted and uh, with my producer in Chicago, Joe Thomas. Uh, Joe is best known for his work with Chicago, Henry Capono, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, uh, you know, uh, Michael McDonald, and the, uh, uh, the list goes on and on. He, for years, was the uh, executive producer for a great PBS show called Soundstage. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's still ongoing. Uh, they're moving the production to Canada because uh, the U.S. rates are just too high. But with that said, um, Brian is now, to, uh, Brian just turned 81, and Brian is retiring, thank God. And I was asked, uh, in fact, when I got a call a couple, well, how about last month, from Connie Wilson, from Wilson Phillips, she goes, so I, Daddy called and gave me the good news. I said, what good news? And she goes, oh, don't be coy. She goes, uh, I understand you're doing the new album. I said, I said it's just amazing. I said, you know, Jackie, Daddy loves you so much because you don't have your nose up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Arnie, just the opposite. I do. Um, you know, he is an icon. He's a living legend. And uh, but he's always, you know, with all the work I've done with all these great musicians, it's always been um, the the center of attention has always been based upon working with Brian Wilson. So with that said, um, I have been, uh, been given the green light that I can talk about this. So right after the first of the year, uh, we're starting on Brian's Swan Song album. Uh, it will be produced uh, in uh, in Chicago, in River North, uh, excuse me, in St. Charles, 
at uh, Joe Thomas's uh, studio. Uh, Undisclosed where Brian's going to do his work. I'll be doing my work for my studio here in uh, in Winchester, Barkwood Studios. And I was notified on the new album, there's some unknown uh, musicians that are going to join this. And those musicians unknown would be Roger Waters. Wow. Um, Barry Gibb. Oh my gosh. Kenny G. <sighs> Stevie Wonder. Mm. Um, a gentleman by the name of Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> and another friend of Brian's called Paul McCartney. Oh my God. Oh and my I, gosh. What a way to go out. No kidding. You know, it's, you know, Brian is having a tough time in the way of health wise. Right. Again, he's 81 years old. He still has little demons that he's dealing with. Uh, but they did finish off the last uh, worldwide tour um, in which Brian was opening uh, and, or co-headlining with Chicago. And uh, so, you know, when I got the call to do it, um, uh, Brian was very excited. Like, you know, Carney said, Brian doesn't remember Elvis from the night before he met him. But he, got, he was so excited to find out and to tell me that Jackie was playing on the new album. So that alone just put a smile on my face to say the least. You know, and you know, I, I, let me just go back for a second here and talk about paying it forward. Uh, Kat and uh, but you, you guys know uh, Joanna Pearl. Of course. Okay, so um, Joanna, um, when I found out that Chicago was doing their first album um, uh, since the lockdown, first album in. Uh, uh, with all new music, and they just celebrated, you know, 50, what, seven years. Mm. Oh, wow. And so I brought up the fact of a song that Robert Lamb wrote years ago called um, The Mermaid. Mm. And uh, and he was uh, bound to determine he was going to do it on this album, but said, actually, it's a non-Chicago-esque song, more of a bossa nova. And so when I got a call from Joe Thomas, who produced the album for Chicago, uh, Joe said, hey, um, looking for a background vocalist that, that sings Spanish. And I said, well, I have a background vocalist, one of my dearest friends. I said, I don't know if she sp uh, speaks Spanish, but her dear friend is Portuguese. So I put two and two together. I sent um, Joe and Robert Lamb and and uh, Jerry Panko and um, Lee Lochnane, the principals from uh, Chicago, all my dear friends for years. And I sent them all of Joanna's music, um, her uh, uh, great sound called I Am Woman that is on the charts right now, not to mention um, songs that she was sang uh, for the uh, Sense of Material album. But when I sent the boys a video of Joanna singing in her home on a Sarah, uh, excuse me, a Sarah Bareilles uh, remake called Gravity. And if you guys have a chance out there, just go on to YouTube and put in Joanna Pearl Gravity. Okay. And and absolutely be amazed. In fact, to this day, on the bridge of the song, it brings tears to my eyes to this day. It was that song, that video, homemade at her house in Temecula, that got her um, backing vocals with Robert Lamb. That's incredible. And so, with Joanna, you know, with you know Olivia Rodrigo and all the uh, the well-to-dos out here, 
Joanna's been really recognized more because, you know, it's all well and good. These are young girls, they're uh, Grammy winners and so on. But they didn't sing, and they're not on an iconic group's new album called Bone for This Moment called Chicago. So it is track number 10. It's called The Mermaid. Mm. That is, is called, if I can just scroll up myself and uh, bear with me and cue the, uh, the Jeopardy song here. The song is called, forgive me for a quick second here, and Chicago. So uh, track number 10 and um, and it's called The Mermaid, or better known as, um, I'm not even going to worry about it. It's taking me too long, and it's pissing me off. Okay, so <laughs> the album is called um, Born for This Moment, and there are 14 songs. Joanna is on track number 10, and, uh, and the song is called, ready? Yep. Uh, so Rhea and uh, Dumar, Soraya Dumar. And has this and, been released yet, Jackie? Oh, yeah, it's out there, and it's climbing uh, the charts. It actually was, at one time, a bestseller um, above and beyond Harry Styles. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, which was a very cool situation. You know, and, you know, Chicago wanted to come out. Like, I, I did an interview on my show, Jackie's Room a few years back, with Lee Lockney, the Trump player for Chicago, and I said, you know, I'm not looking at your pocketbook, you know, but you, 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 you all are very comfortable. What drives you? And he said, what drives us is that we love what we're doing. Yeah. As long as our fans want to continue to come out and we have the health to do so, we're going to do so. We're going to continue. And, you know, and that's the same with Brian. You're, you're, you're not afraid to admit Brian just sold his catalog like Bruce Springsteen did and everybody else. I mean, you know, Brian's worth about, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars. Whoa. And, but he doesn't act like it. And the fact of the matter is, is that he does it because of his love for the, um, for the acceptance from the audience. You know, and... Kath, you know, as I, you know, I was um, diagnosed back in 1998 with multiple sclerosis. And I lived a very normal life, per se. Um, but a lot of my um, live performances were kind of quailed because if they're outside and they're, and it's hot outside, heat and MS don't work well together. But in the studio and on shows that are indoors, they say God works in mysterious ways. Well, it could be more uh, prevalent. And, you know, and I always say, Kat, you and I know a lot of very miserable, healthy people. <laughs> yes. You know, and um, every day I wake up and there's no dirt on me. Mm-hmm. And I look to bride of 39 years is next to me. I really don't have anything to complain about. I don't. Life is just too short, you know, and it's like I said, as long as God gives me the ability to keep performing on those days that my right side is more affected by my MS, my dear friend of mine, David Garibaldi, drummer for Tower Power for over 45 years, and Wilfredo Reyes, uh, drummer for Chicago, 
they always taught me about independence. And so when MS makes things a little difficult on my right side, I always say, I got rhythm on my left side, I'll use that. <laughs> you know? What a great and, philosophy. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, and Kat knows um, the fact that back in 2008, when I weighed in at a hefty 414 pounds. Wow. Well, I was the first um, MS patient worldwide to get the Minigat bypass pioneer from Dr. Robert Rutledge. Now, 14 years ago, I maintained my weight and I've lost over 230 pounds. Congratulations. Uh, right. And, but I always make a joke out of it. I said, you know, it didn't take away the MS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn that. It's easier. And so, it goes back to paying things forward. You know, Kat, when, I'm, when Cappy and I are out in restaurants and I see somebody is morbidly obese, I want to walk up to him or her and just hug them and say, you know what, you don't have to live your life this way. Now, of course, I can't do that. Um, for people who have limited mobility, there are ways to do better for yourself and your family. And, and so, excuse me, if I can make, you know, the quintessential one person smile, in my speeches, in my um, positivity, then you know what? I've done my work. Well, I think you've been very, very, very much meeting that mark right now. Uh, I certainly have been impressed with what you said because it, you really have a full round circle of your, the music and, and the vibe, and yet there's such a beautiful spiritual uh, center to you that really, really uh, goes out in, in the ripples and, and affects people. And I. I think I think you're you're hitting them from all angles, and I'm I truly am very impressed with not only your 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 beautiful talents, the people that you have met, but the the the, the soul of the person that you are, and I think I'm just as impressed with that as I am all of the celebrities you've worked with, and you're you're just I, I, I'm I'm blown away, and I thank you so much for sharing with us and i've got to say cappy is just absolutely incredible your biggest fan your biggest supporter uh, the... she's the one me grounded because every time i think my you know what doesn't stink yeah uh, she reminds me that it does <laughs> <laughs> we need that we all need and that a bottom line is it's a uh, it's a situation because when i first started this business yeah i had a, a huge ego and then all my uh, cronies, all my big brothers in the industry, and the other customers from Tower Power and the like, have all told me, you know, the less people you tell, the less households you have to deal with. And, you know, Kat, you remember, you remember, and you guys, do you remember Jay Carter's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember one day I was in there with Sal Spinelli and the boys. Uh, Midnight Satellites. Right, and uh, Shannon, the manager at that time, had told me to sneak a cheek, so I moved over in the in the booth, and she used the quotation marks, and she goes, "Jackie, I knew you're a musician, but I, I didn't know you were a musician." <laughs> so I honored with my quotation uh, quotation marks, and I said, "Thank you with a question mark." She goes, "No, I just you know I will say I, I did kind of do some research, and you know, and I'm amazed at the people you deal with." And she goes, "How do you keep such a level?" Heal. And I said, honey, the people I work with, they're the stars. And if they don't have an attitude, why in God's name would I have an attitude? You know, and she goes, I know, but you're always out here on uh, Thursday nights. You're always supporting local music. 
And I've always said, to know where music's going, you have to know where it came from. And for the listeners out there on on chords and dines, it's so hard to say. Chords, vines, and dines. Yes, for chords and vines. Um, I got the inspiration from you, Kat, and that's when I launched Jackie's Groove. And that is your fault. (laughs) My friend Talia from uh, 94.7 The Wave, who is now on uh, Sirius XM Channel 66 Watercolors. Mm. And since we last talked, Kat, um, iHeart has picked up 193 of my shows. There are no new shows. Oh, that's great. Yeah, planned right now. And uh, there's some things in the uh, working in the back office. And, you know, I'm out of liberty right now to say it. I do miss being on the radio. Um, Jackie's group was an ultimate success. I mean, of all the people I have been blessed, which are my friends. And my whole um, success has taken you, the listener, behind the bell of rope. I mean, we're talking people that I've known 20, 30, 40 years. But uh, during interviews, guys, I turned into Macaulay Copeland, where I put my face on my hands because my interviews are involved on things you can't read about on their websites or Wikipedia. Basically, guys, it's like, you know, and Kat knows this, we've done it before here at the house. It's like sitting in the backyard having a cigar and a glass of wine and shooting the shit, for the lack of a better word. And um, so if you guys get a chance, I'm on all um, podcast formats, um, you know, out there. I hate the word podcast, but everybody's now a podcast. And uh, and and when you called me uh, last week uh, regarding this, big chords and dimes, I immediately said yes. In fact, I mean, there's a misnomer and a, and a disclaimer. Like I said, I, you know, we were diagnosed with uh, COVID today. Yeah. Mm. You know? And I, I feel great. I mean, I'm a little tired. And uh, and Kat said to me, she goes, you want to cancel? I said, no, not at all. Thank you so much, Jackie. I just wanted to jump in real quickly. And you were talking about hired grunts earlier. Uh, Kat and I had the distinct privilege last week of being at the coach house to hear the immediate family, which is, you probably know, Leland Sklar, Russ Kunkel, Danny Cooch, Coochmar, and Wadi Wachtel. And, <laughs> and we got to... Guys. Yeah. They are great guys, and we got to hang out with Leland a little bit. Uh, they're, they're just the, the cream of the crop, and they do it because they love it. And Cooch says, you know, all right, we finished this. Next. What's next? Let's go. Yeah, and when I saw the pictures that you guys were there, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go. You know, I've known Leland for years. I mean, in fact, um, a few years ago, this small thing called the, the NAM show. Remember that, yeah. guys? <laughs> yes. That's why I met Leland. Yeah, this year it's going to be on April the 13th. So he did push it back. I don't know if it's going to be too soon, but nonetheless, in fact, uh, when we were going through NAM, Kathy yelled at me. She goes, Jackie, uh, Lee's calling you. Lee Scores calling you. And uh, so I backed my scooter up, and uh, I'll send you guys the picture. But it's the uh, it's the high five that Leland does with all of the photographs. Yeah. In the middle of the- <laughs> yes, everybody loves and, me. And what we did with that photo and I, I want to become uh, political here, but we had to send it out to our dearly uh, beloved uh, president, uh, Trump, at that time. And that was our message to him. <laughs> uh, right after that, we both um, got uh, thrown back into Facebook jail for the second time. <laughs> and we wear the stripes uh, beautifully. So, like, you, know, <laughs> you know, so what's coming up 
with the situation here. Well, I just shared with you um, the situation with Brian Wilson. Um, I will say to you um, that Wilson Phillips is redoing their first album. Mm. Now they own all the masters, uh, SBK. Basically kind of doing what Taylor Swift did. Yes. Um, when he took all the music back from Scooter Vaughn. And so um, we'll be doing all the big hits like Hold On. Mm. Uh, they just did a beautiful song. Um, they just recorded it, and it was uh, written by, uh, again, Harry Styles. Wow. And... Uh, it's on uh, it's on iTunes right now and uh, Amazon, and the girls are in more full voice now than they have ever mm. been. And uh, again, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, <laughs> you know. And uh, but I still continue to work with Big County. If um, anybody hasn't read Brian's autobiography, I, I couldn't recommend a book more highly. And there's one moment that just will wrench your heart out. I think it was Carney who came up to him after a show when he was at his bottom, and he said, do you, would you like an autograph? And she said, Dad, I'm, I'm your daughter. He didn't even recognize her. Well, well, let me, and I'll share something with you also, because right after we got the Grammy for uh, Imagination, uh, Joe Thomas called me and said, hey, what are you and Kathy doing on set date? And I said, well, what's going on? They said, well, Brian is going to be doing a signing on the eve of the Relief of Imagination at Tower Records on Sunset. And, you know, he's going to be surrounded by, you know, of course, all of his sick events, or I call them fans, <laughs> and, you know, and everybody from Giant uh, Warner Brothers. And Joe goes, you know, and, you know, Brian gets very, very uptight about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So would you guys go? I said, oh, we'll go. And a small, cute anecdote, we sat there. Now, for your listeners out there that aren't familiar with the, uh, the closed... Um, uh, Tower Records on Sunset. Um, the line of 3,000 of his fans went all the way up to, um, uh, what was the name of that restaurant? Um, famous restaurant up there. But nonetheless, we stood behind Brian as he signed graciously all these autographs of magazines and uh, uh, pet sounds and uh, smile and this, that, and the other. And then we could tell that Brian was getting very, very, very agitated. So when he signed the, uh, the 3,000th autograph, he went outside and uh, there was small companies called Reuters, yes. uh, you know, Associated Press, all the local stations, and had all the Craig lights out there. And it was, it was a well-to-do situation. But Brian turned around and he yells out, Jackie! And at that point, which I died laughing, is he pushed George Pinocchio out of the way. It was in the middle of an interview, and he, and he ran over, and he goes, I can't believe you guys are here. I said, Brian, I've been behind you all this time, you know, with asking of Joe. And so he gives me a hug, and he goes, let me just get a couple more things done. And uh, he, uh, he, he, I just, one of the first few guys in Orange County to buy the new bug, the new Beetle. Right. Wow. And Brian, and he goes, is this your car? I said, yeah. And he goes, he goes, now back in the, in the dawn of Pet Sound, Chevrolet sponsored that tour. And they gave, gave each one of us a Corvette. And on the eve of the release of Imagination, my wife, Belinda, 
got me a new Corvette. So he's in the Supreme Brutal, but he was kind of sitting in your car. So he had more of a, a, an infatuation with the bug than he did his Corvette. <laughs> but in, in Cappy and I, he said, hey, we're going to Morton's. Mum's the word. Do you want to come? Of course. So we're down, and we're we're driving down Los Angeles. And Caprice left him, and she goes, can you believe it? We're following Brian effing Wilson <laughs> going to dinner. Now, um, as we go into Morton's, there's everybody sitting there, and they're all uh, just amazed at the fact that Brian this, Brian that, and so on and so forth. And so Brian says to me, um, hey, let's go outside. We're sitting on La Cienega. He goes, all right, so we went outside. We're sitting on a platter box. And he goes, what do you think of the album? The album being Imagination. I said, I think it's amazing. And he goes, um, I can't wait to go on tour. I said, are you excited? He goes, no, I'm scared to death. Mm. Because people don't realize the fact that Brian had a mental breakdown at 40,000 feet, you know, and that's what stopped him from ever tuning again. Wow. So, you know, and you talked about the autobiography. I recommend to all your listeners, even if you're not a Brian Wilson slash Beach Boy fan, I wasn't when I got hired for the uh, Stars and Stripes album back in 96, which had, um, uh, uh, who was on it? Tammy Wynette, Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, Willie Nelson. Wow. And and that's when they chose their favorite Beach Boy song, and the uh, Beach Boys chose their favorite uh, country singer. And they called it When the Surf Meets the Turf, and it was a, um, a month-running uh, show on Disney. Wow. It was a very cool thing. And uh, um, But just uh, going in that direction with him, and then Imagination came out, and I'm looking at my cabinet right now, and there's a a booklet that was sent out with the debut of that album. And it um, was a small, maybe a four or five page leaflet that I found out that Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, Paul McCartney, mm. Elton John, you know, Stevie Wonder, all received this copy um, for the album. And Brian wrote in there, and I will never forget this, he said, we accomplished an amazing album and was joined by a session great, Jackie Bertoni, mm. who provided the new quote-unquote ball of sound. And wow. so these are things that this 62-year-old man in his studio and his, and his house in Winchester, it just blows me out of the water, guys, that these things that when I'm gone... They're going to be in musical history, you know, as long as music is, stays around. Jackie, I and can't I, thank you enough for your time, and I think there's uh, definitely got to be a part two to this. Yeah, you know what I'd like to do, Jackie, is come over and sit out near your patio again and drink some wine, and I don't smoke cigars, but we can... I uh, do. <laughs> well, Tom does. Love to come over and maybe do a part two over in your patio. Absolutely, guys. You're more than welcome. The doors are always open. We're just going to recovered from this yes. uh, and Cappy I love her to pieces give her my love uh, right back thank you so much for your time Jackie uh, guys thank you for inviting me on the courts and guys I request all of your listeners please patronize these two 
definitely worth your while. And uh, anytime we can promote music, local music, let's do it, guys. We do it. You got it. Love you, Jackie. Thank you so much. And I've always signed off by saying peace to music. I love it. Thank you. Love you well.
I'm always ready, Kat. And you're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines with me, Tom Plant, and my lovely and talented co-host, Kat Ellis. Me. We have our executive producer, Gaya Norble. And our co-host. She's a wonderful co-host, isn't she? Isn't she? That was... Aw, shucks, guys. That was Henry Capono, Michael McDonald, and Jackie Bertoni on on Henry's album, Same World. That was such a great visit with uh, Jackie, and uh, I'm, as you are, looking forward to hanging out on his patio uh, when the weather gets a little warmer. And Jackie and I will smoke a cigar. You won't, but uh, it's going to be fun. And what, yeah, well. what, a, what a life he's led. Uh, it's amazing. Do you smoke cigars? No, I really think we're going to put a cigar in your mouth and a bolero hat, and we're going to uh, take a picture uh, at least. That's, that's, that's not going to no, happen. No, that's not going to happen. That, that's not happening. Oh, wow. I am outnumbered here. Mm -hmm. I've known her a little longer than you. Yeah, just a bit. (laughs) So, we have, uh, what were we going to chat about before we get to our final guest? Oh, well, I think we kind of covered Gad Christmas Eve yet. Okay. This is a a tradition that uh, I had not heard of before, and I don't think Kat had, so please uh, enlighten us on Gag Christmas Eve. Well, it was introduced to me about, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and I thought it was a great concept. And it is a gift given at an exchange that is given for strictly comedic effects. So it's to be just funny. There is, uh, there's not a, uh, any part of it that is supposed to be heartfelt. It's supposed to be either funny, insulting, or something <laughs> of that nature. Uh, and like an example of it would be, I, I thought this might come in handy and you have a note with a dough rolled around a roller and said, since everyone's a little short on dough this season, <laughs> my husband asked me some years ago, he, as a joke, he said, I want a lot. So when he came out Christmas Eve, gag Christmas Eve, I took him to the garage where I had built a lot of dirt and <laughs> a mailbox. So... Uh, some funny things like that. Well, of course, it, it's uh, you can't tell us what, but do you have something in store for him this year? You, I do. Already planned. I'm working on it. Okay. And I'll share that maybe after the after the new year. Yeah, but we can't meantime. wait to hear it. All right. So well, that's funny. I can't think of anything like that that we've done over the years. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, well, I have a tradition, and uh, it's since I was as little as I can remember. Um, Every Christmas Eve, and thanks to my mom, we listened to Dylan Thomas reading A Child's Christmas in Wales. That's right. And I think I talked about it before, and I get something new out of it every single time, and I just can't imagine Christmas Eve without it. That's my tradition. That's your The Night Before Christmas. Um, well, well the, yeah. same, the same but different. My grandmother always loved uh, The Night Before Christmas. Yeah, well, it's, it's a great, great story. And... I heard Bob Dylan uh, reading that today. Oh, did I was you? Driving over, yeah, it was great. No, my raspy voice. You know, he's had so many different voices over the years. This is with his full rasp. My my Christmas Eve is usually waiting for the kids to go to bed so we can wrap presents. <laughs> <laughs> We're always hiding. My daughter and I are hiding in the other room. I think last year we hid in my closet. <laughs> well, at least you had somebody to help you. I was oh, going yeah. to do it myself. My uh, my kid's dad, he used to do all the wrapping, and he would go lock himself into the bedroom with a 12-pack of beer, <laughs> ah. 
and wrapping paper. This must have been husband number one. This was David. <laughs> yes. And he would, uh, I mean, he would wrap and he would use, you had to buy tons and tons of ribbon because he always curled the ribbon up. Mm. He'd put a sports uh, game on and so there was a 12-pack of beer and he would wrap. <laughs> and it would take him hours. Wow. Because well, he was so whiskey. meticulous on his wrapping. I said, just wrap it. Throw a <laughs> store-bought bow on there or something. But nope. no, he had to sit there and curl each one. You're listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines with Cat Ellis, the sparkling, talented, and elusive Cat Ellis. You're only saying that because I haven't bought your Christmas present yet. <laughs> I thought I was getting a lump of coal. Oh. And and our executive producer Yes, and Gaya Norville. Hi, Gaya. Hi. You've been bringing us some great artists on yes, here. Yes, you have. Thank you so much. Well, we're having a lot of fun with it, and uh, we're introducing some really great artists that are probably at this point really uh, ready to hit the top of the charts. That's wonderful. I'm excited to hear the Gag Tusk album when that comes out. Yes. Yes, and I'm excited to do another interview with Jackie Bertoni. Oh, we can't wait. We'll have to bring some um, Messina Huff wine with us over Let's to do Jackie's. That. I'll place an order because I'm down, down to one bottle in my collection. I have one bottle, but it's empty. And oh. I and I vowed I was going to keep it until I got another bottle. Okay. So I'm keeping this empty bottle until I get a new bottle. So would that be the Sagrantino bottle that we had last week? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. It was one before. Well, then you have I another. mean, I got two, two empty two? bottles. Well, then I'm going to hang on to both so of Paul them. So, Paul and Meryl, if you're listening, <laughs> we need more wine. Hint, hint. <laughs> I'll give you my address. <laughs> so, let's uh, say our goodbyes and wish our, our listeners a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Gaya. Gaya, Merry Christmas. holidays. Happy have New fun, Year. you guys. It's a great time to spend some time with your family. Ho, ho, ho. In the Valley of Temecula, under skies of blue Vineyards sprawl on rolling hills Kissed by the morning dew People come from near and far To gather for a taste A tour and a local band Made for a special place Chords and vines, songs and wine The bottle and a tune Chords and vines, songs and wines A perfect pair 